welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and to look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. (laughs) God, the cold is going around. That wasn't even a bit, girl. I just had to speak. (laughs) Um, She's got the consumption. (laughs) I've got the consumption. What is that? What this is called? Yeah, I saw you cough into to a little napkin, and a little blood came out. But you delicately put it back in your pocket as to not let on, not not worn. That's how they know, though, in the movie that I'm dying. Absolutely, you put on the bravest face for me. You didn't want Uh me to know. Couldn't do that for you last week, though. Hey, sorry, everybody, that we took the week off. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need a, a moment of rest. And there was so much media. There was so much going on. I almost say our voices weren't necessary. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, we do hope everyone went and voted. But, hey, it's already behind us now. So if you didn't, fucking who cares? <laughs> Decisions have been made, you know? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we were not the voice that I think anyone was looking for. So it was a good thing. It was a good timing for me to catch cold. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, it truly was the best, the best of times and the worst of times. Can I, I'd love to make an observation, you know, before we dive in. Um, so my, my, my dearest, my dearest Tay and me made this, uh, observation i'm gonna go ahead and uh, he he made it he made it i agree with him but he made it does anyone on this planet love a cartoon version of themselves more than a plumber or you know a a tree trimming service mm-hmm. or any sort of kind of labor specialty labor like that is there anyone that loves a cartoon version of themselves more than those people? True. I think about Dog Catcher back in the day. Oh. They also loved a cartoon version of themselves. You show me the truck, the a plumber's truck, and I'll show you a cartoon of a plumber. Yeah. And they're not the same ones. Like they didn't all just have the same, like you know, Getty photo, <laughs> can you imagine Getty photos of cartoon plumbers like at the Met? They're mm-hmm. not all using the same cartoon plumber. Mm-hmm. They all have different ones. So <laughs> it must be loosely based on what this person looks like. Think Anyways. of the, the economic ecosystem of the local. Okay, so there's the local pl- plumber that has the cartoon version of themselves. Yeah. But there's also the artist that does yeah. the rendering of the plumber uh-huh. then there's the person that applies that image to their van sure yeah the sticker there's a person. whole there's a whole economy if we it's start a getting whole industry <laughs> it's a whole industry if we can start getting just can you imagine if, if plumbers were all of a sudden just like like sculptured like leonardo's or something and they didn't advertise with cartoons are you saying that plumbers advertise with cartoons because they're not attractive? No. I think that's what you said. It said if you were if they were all sculptured Leonardos, that they wouldn't find the need to have a cute cartoon of themselves. So you just said hashtag all plumbers 
are ugly. <laughs> That's not, that, let me just, let me walk that back. Absolutely nope. necessary. <laughs> if the plumbing goes, society goes. People think, oh, if democracy breaks down the, the supply chains. App, nope. We'll scavenge, we'll, we'll deal. If the pipes go, <laughs> this is Mad Max. Okay. I mean, it's she's not wrong. Do you know, like back in the day, like everyone used to just shit together in like a in like a circle, like what? outside? What? what? How back in the day? <laughs> I don't know, like, like in the eighties? Or- <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that was not just the neighbor. No. Leave it to Beaver was not just. <laughs> This is like the Roman times or some shit. Like, I feel like I've seen a documentary or two, probably three, where like they're coming up on ancient ruins and it's like a big square full of cha- like a seat, you know, and they're like, oh, is this a theater? And they're like, actually, this was a public bath. And, you know, like it wasn't until. Yeah, it wasn't until. No, no, a public bath, like where everyone would like take dumps and chat. And then it wasn't until like, you know, like sometime, I'm going to guess the 1600s or I don't know. It was some like pre-America, you know, whatever, like let's blame the Catholics for it. Something having to do with them. They made going to the bathroom a more private experience and, and and it has to do with the discovery of plumbing because, okay, that's what it is. So plumbing was discovered and, um, and then they were like, okay, well, only certain rich people can even afford plumbing. And then you put plumbing in a specific part of like, you know, like that's okay. Plumbing so is let me the just reason that we don't all shit together outside and like get to know our neighbors that way is because of plumbing. No, okay, let me just get this straight. You're blaming the Pope for shitting shame. And then you're saying plumbing was discovered as if it were a natural element like radium. <laughs> like invented. Hold on. Did everyone <laughs> together <laughs> before plumbing? <laughs> I guarantee it's going to go, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting all the stuff about like, how do people poop before plumbing okay it's getting weird it's getting weird this google search is getting weird you called all plumbers ugly (laughs) okay put it back on me put it back on me i didn't i just i just i've seen more plumbing top of the hiney more 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 butt cleavage on a plumber and that is a stereotype but it's not their fault it's because their their tool belts are so heavy it weighs down their little pants they're carrying the weight of the world Truly, in those pants. If plumbing goes, society turns full Mad Max. Full it's, Mad Max. It's crazy. So all I want is, you know, if you see a plumber, a plumber truck, you know, snap a picture of that cartoon, uh, tag Trashy Trashy on Instagram or send it to our Instagram or send it to me. I don't, I don't care. I want to know. I like, I just want to see it. There's no way this is an exclusively LA thing. No, I, I remember it growing up in Oklahoma. I've seen it. I definitely think it's a, a at least a United States phenomenon. Wow. We really, I feel like we really got to something today. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> stay garbage. This has been trashy, trashy. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how we ended it? <laughs>
Oh, all right, everybody. Well, <laughs> this has been trashy, trashy. Have a have a sweet day. Just a <laughs> a seven minute podcast, a tight tight seven on plumbing, and we're out. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, that wouldn't have been a bad idea. Like maybe that's what we should have done. And we have, we have a weekly, a weekly tight seven on plumbing. And we don't just go over all these stories and stuff. It'd be easier. <laughs> all right, girl. Why are you trash? Why are you trash? So, <laughs> so I rent clothes from Newly, you know, thanks to you. So I'm like just uh, constantly dripping in anthropology now. Like I look rich, Ripping right? Like just clothes that I'm like, these are cute. I cannot afford them, but you don't know that, you know? Mm-hmm. So as I continue, you know, like to be trying to drip in wealth and stuff, I just, I brag constantly about all the goop products that I use now. And G-O-O-P, Gwyneth's, Gwyneth Paltrow's, Gwyneth Paltrow's line goop. They have a lot of good skincare and things Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. hair care, and I use a shit ton of it. And the the gag is I get that shit for free because I have a friend who works at goop, but people don't need to know that. I like to keep it real you guys, but sometimes I am so fucking fake and it is, it's my clothes. I do not shop at anthropology. I can't afford it. And it's my skincare and my hair care and me going, Oh yeah, I have actually been using this great lip balm. It's from goop. Have you goop? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a $60 lip balm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's worth it when you take into consideration like that I have these lips and the skin for the rest of my life. But um, yeah, it's- I mean, you could, yeah, you could definitely just go CVS like Burt's Bees. If this is made from Mayan right. bees. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. they're left over from the Mayan empire. Yeah, they're, um, they're yeah. kept in a special hive. Yeah. I use a, I use a hair oil that... Um, was juiced straight from Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy. Um, it cost me four hundred thousand dollars, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody's got their priorities. <laughs> it's all fucking free. So that's it. it. Why are you trash? Yes, I I love everything about that. I, I was gonna I was gonna come down on you a bit, but the fact that it's free, you're scamming that life. Mwah. Sure, chef's kiss, chef's. Oh, yes. you're gonna come down if I was actually spending money on Goop products. I, I mean, I've I have no business telling anybody what to do with <laughs> it would have been their, fair. Their you cash flow, but you would have had a you would have had a leg to stand on. Uh <laughs> I would I would have fought you, but yep, you yep, know, yep. You, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't have been too off base to yep. be like, hey, I think it's funny that you're anyways, we don't have to get into it. I love yep. the stuff. Yep. These are good products for what it's worth. It's, Keep your, you know, your opinions on Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, aside, like she sells some good stuff. I wouldn't know. I don't buy it, but she, you know, it's good stuff. I I recommend (laughs) you spend your fucking money on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With our promo. I know. God, I wish I'll try. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if our brands merge. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) That's, that's fair. She's like, (laughs) We do wellness retreats and I'm like, someone got a DUI on a horse. Oops. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So. (laughs) 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. Why are you trash? So I got my sister a gift and uh-huh. I just popped that little gift in the mail. Didn't send a car, just sent her a text. Hey, dropping you a little, little something. Just thought of you. You know, thought that'd be, you know, a quick thank you when she got it. Thought that'd be the end of it, right? Well, the gift I got her was a sweatshirt that says aunt because she is an aunt through her husband her sister-in-law her brother-in-law a beautiful (laughs) child i just thought oh she she really loves being an aunt i'm just gonna give her this little sweatshirt what a nice little thinking of you present well she opens it in front of her husband's family and everyone goes oh my god that's that's an announcement oh thinking i am sending her a message that i am making her an aunt myself wow what a weird i mean honestly carry on with the story but so far you're in the wrong for sure no it never crossed my mind that she would yeah. think this was coming from from me or for me in any way. Uh, that's how anti in a child bearing place I am. <laughs> I was like, oh, just thinking of her. She'll love this cute little sweatshirt. It's fun. And so they're uh, no. And she's like, my you know, my sister was like, no, y'all don't know er- y'all don't know Erica very well. And they were like, you need to call her right now. <laughs> so she, she calls. <laughs> so she's like, um. I got your sweatshirt. Do you have something you need to tell me? And then what I was a like, weird way to announce that too. Like as yeah. if we don't have phones. Yeah, no card, no no nut. As if as if for some reason, if I ever have child, we're gonna have uh, my my birthing announcement. I will literally buy a volcano. Like that. <laughs> like there won't be a gender reveal. There will be a birthing, and I will be like, I've made a mount, a, a, a volcano go off to let you all know. <laughs> this will soon be happening out of my body. <laughs> yes, it's disrupted the the atmosphere and the land that it's held on. But it's how do you think I feel? How do you think I will soon feel? <laughs> I didn't want this. <laughs> so yeah i so then i had to clarify and then laugh but i'll just be like no 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 i this is absolutely absolutely not and she just laughed and but yeah i I'm, it is a weird move though for like someone who is not involved in why someone is an aunt to buy them an aunt sweater but also that's okay. a nice little gift sure yeah i mean hey Sometimes we think we're doing something and, and then it ends up being weird or, you know, ineffective. Absolutely. It's similar to, to our first story. You know, you, you yes. had good intentions, but it was actually ineffective. Coming to us from cbsnews.com, a marijuana company is sued for not making customers high enough, which, how do you prove such a thing? Great question. Well, a California cannabis company is being sued by two local consumers for lying about the (laughs) potency of its products. If marijuana doesn't have integrity, what does? Our elections, no marijuana. I mean, what what has integrity in this company? So- So I, uh, we've been trying to less and less like name people on this podcast, 
but I do think that these two guys definitely like if you hear these two names, you're like, oh, yeah, those guys are suing a marijuana company for not getting high enough. <laughs> Their names are Jasper Sentinel and Blake Wilson. One of them, Jasper in Long Beach, Blake Wilson of Fresno. Like this is the lawsuit that Jasper and Blake have been waiting for. Absolutely. They, they've just been sitting. They have a lawyer that owes them a favor from something a long time ago. Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, listen, guys, I you get one, you get one. And they've been like, okay, okay. Like one time their burger was undercooked at Wendy's and they're like, is this the call? And he's like, no, man, it's got to be bigger. Wait <laughs> for it. Wait for it. <laughs> so. The issue was a case of how much THC is contained in the company's pre-roll products. <laughs> so they market is it having a higher than average levels of THC. However, an independent laboratory test found that the pre-rolls do not have a higher concentration of the chemical. In one instance, <laughs> the product was labeled as having a contact of 46% was found to contain between 23 and 27%. Now, do we know? Question mark. Uh -huh. Did Sentinel and Wilson smoke a little bit of the product and there wasn't enough in it to get the results needed? Question. I'm just asking questions. I'm not, these aren't allegations. I'm just asking questions that a good lawyer or journalist should ask. Well, there's no way that they like both stopped mid joint and was like, this isn't working. You know, like they must have bought. Because, like, pre-rolls, like, can't you buy, like, a pack of those, like, cigarettes or something? Uh, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so, like, maybe they, like, smoked, like, a couple of them, and they're going, man, something's wrong with these joints. They're just not working for me. But it says here 46%. So am I, like, a crazy pothead, or is there a problem here? And then they'll smoke something else, and they'll be like, no, in comparison, like, I can see how they got to this, you know? Yeah, yeah. If um, I know one thing about Cincinnati and Wilson, it's that they do their own independent testing absolutely. outside of the lab. For yeah, sure. you have to have, like, the control, which is, you know, themselves as potheads, and then you have to test your hypothesis a few times, but you don't go straight to a lawyer. But, you know, I mean, it costs more when things... Uh, allegedly have more THC in them. Yeah, they so paid they a premium felt, price. Yeah, overcharged. It doesn't list how much that they paid for it um, or how much they're suing for. But, you know, I, I think these weed companies can, like, they can take the heat. They can they can handle the, the financial blowback. And you tried to mess with potheads. It didn't work. No. California topped the nation in marijuana sales last year at $5.7 billion, according, according to the annual marijuana business factbook, which can be found on the inside of a pre-roll. So, no. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking, he duped my ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. If um, you say anything with a journalistic inflection, it does sound correct, though. Absolutely. I, um, I actually, I convinced Winston today. So, you know, on, on the, on the great British baking show, uh huh. when they cook or they bake and then, um, you know, their, 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 their final challenge and their signature, mm -hmm. and then, you know, their stations are all messy. And then we cut to the judging 
and their stations are clean. And then, you know, they, they bring their presentation up to the judge's table. I said to Winston, you know, they have a identical tent decorated just like this that they just move over to and bring their signatures over so they don't have to do the cleaning in between takes. And when she was, is oh. that true? But <laughs> oh, yeah. both you and Winston. <laughs> you duped me twice. I'm a duper. I'm sorry. I'm a duper. I can't You're help it. Duper. Erica Duper Curry. You know who else was doing a dupe? Well, I just wanted to check on something. Speaking of pot, it looks like wasn't there a proposition about making more pot taxes? California. Uh, More pot taxes in California. Yes. There was something on the ballot this last week. I don't remember. It was LA County only. Just forget it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Specific news. Get it. Local jokes get local work or local work gets local i don't know anyway all right back to my amazing segue about being duped (laughs) from ktla.com speaking of local yeah a horseback rider arrested for a dui following a brief pursuit in whittier man i love a car chase and fuck would i watch the shit out of a horse chase with the car chase energy that would be fucking crazy yeah so a person riding on a horse through traffic, refusing to pull over for police, was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence following the pursuit. <laughs> of course, this incident was described on the Whittier Police Department social media. Oh, God. Damn it. Whoa, police- hold your horse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, they didn't write jokes. <laughs> police say the horseback rider was galloping through traffic and refusing to pull the horse over. What if the horse had a mind of its own and the rider had no control? Maybe he was holding on for dear life. I'm just saying, again, asking questions that a journalist and possibly a lawyer should ask. You know what the fuck I'm going to say. Why? Why would there be a person riding a horse Mm -hmm. through traffic Mm -hmm. if this was not someone who maybe came from a time when horses were the only way to get around, you guessed it. I think this is a time traveler. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Are you kidding me? Like that's textbook time traveler to be horseback riding in the age of cars. The CVC or the California Vehicle Code states that people riding an animal on state highways or roadways are subject to all the duties applicable to the driver of a vehicle. (laughs) That means the legal blood alcohol limit on horseback or behind the wheel uh, would be the same of 0.08. The horse was taken to the Whittier Police Station where it received lots of love from the station employees. And then it was taken out back, shot, and then turned into glue. (laughs) Oh, I think that might have been a typo. Mm. terrible oopsies oops well anyway that's what a uh, disaster yeah well the horse gave the side eye to the police and they didn't know so speaking of disaster from rawstory.com a right-wing superhero movie ends in disaster after one million in funders cash goes missing oh a right-wing superhero movie is chris pratt in that one 
<laughs> Actually, it stars Rick Caruso. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> In an attempt to make a Confederacy promoting right wing superhero movie. Jesus. <laughs> Did you guys have that on your bingo? It ended in disaster after $1 million of the funder's money has gone completely missing. It was the movie was supposed to be called Rebels Run. Based on a far right blogger called Vox Day, a comic book character he created that features a hero named Rebel. Who is sometimes depicted in a Confederate flag bustier. And fights against a global police force hunting down free-thinking conservatives. Man, these people. <laughs> you know that the, the, the American government, the Confederacy was a four-year government that was in complete opposition. It was a rebellion against the American government. Ugh, whatever. It's whatever, a, anyway. History it, doesn't This matter. is not a political podcast, but you that's guys. A, that's just history. That's just history. <laughs> The film's trouble started when Day, whose given name is Theodore Beale, decided to use the Utah-based firm called Ohana, Ohana Capital Financial, to hold the one million he'd raised in donation for the movie in escrow. Do you know Ohana means family? I did not. Yeah. Well, now you do. So <laughs> uh, he went with this rare financial institution who would do business with him, given his long history of unabashed racism and sexism. It turns out, though, that Ohana was a sham institution set up by a con artist. <laughs> it, was the, it was the creation of James Wolfgram, a self-described cryptocurrency billionaire who posted pictures of sports cars that supposedly belonged to him on social media. <laughs> so this is interesting. So he needed to find a financial in institution to like put a million dollars and a million and like other financial because he got of donations and like he couldn't go to Chase Bank. He was too racist and sexist for like a Chase Bank for a million dollars. I wonder well, like, if did was... this guy just get fucking played? I wonder like... if it was the the nature of how the the money came in, and there was some like tax shell game, and then yeah. maybe there was something also with the way fine like the financing and how payments would go out. If there was some, I just don't know enough about the escrow or the 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 nuts and bolts of this side of it yeah so i don't know he... what it's like to walk into a bank and go i have a million dollars that i need to hang on to because yeah. i'm making a movie they're going to be like we we have some questions yeah so um this guy wolfgram his wealth is fake obviously if you're a self-described cryptocurrency billionaire that doesn't sound real so everything was fake and he just played the shit out of this guy and yeah. <laughs> you know like if you're a troll making a movie for trolls like funded by trolls and you take it to the troll bank <laughs> like <laughs> expect troll consequences yeah expect expect continued troll activity <laughs> oh my god Good yeah you know well, <laughs> yeah you know i 
you know, there are so much of that, you know, the cryptocurrency and all those things aren't regulated, which makes me so, you know, leery of them. I lost my, you know, I lost my fortune in Dogecoin, but I am glad like so many things are regulated, you know, like especially the the medical industry in, in America. That's not true. That's a great segue, but the medical industry is not regulated at all, babes. It, they, that's a fucking sham. Welcome to Cassandra's Corner, where I talk about how I don't trust the fucking government. <laughs> well, they did. They did one thing right. They did one thing right, maybe. So, um, from yeah. abcnews.go.com, a Seattle doctor accused of sexting during surgery. Look, you can't control when the titty pics show up on your phone. And you know, if you aren't texting back immediately, they're she's going gonna to somebody else. She's, yeah, she's going to think you're mad. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle doctor's been suspended amid accusations that he sexted during surgery, one time sending 45 dirty messages during a single operation. Like, is I thought he's not the only person in the fucking room. Nobody else is like, hey, like, Dr. Z seems really like checked out right now he's like really on his phone <laughs> can he do surgery one-handed and text with the other like what's what's happening is yeah that, is that hygienic like that, you have to i know I've phones are filthy in. they have to remember they have to hold their hands in front of them uh-huh. at least in movies i don't know i, I don't watch real doctor scrub in but in the sure. shows <laughs> hold their hands in front of them and then wash and then don't somebody else put the gloves on for them? Bone in? Yeah. Bones are disease vessels. They're they're the new rats. They're the plague spreaders. God. <laughs> so he lost his light is he lost his license yeah. for lack of focus. There's got to be a better term for that. Lack of focus. I think he was focusing pretty hard if he was sending out yeah, 45 just wrong messages. Thing. <laughs> she's like are you finished <laughs> no baby this cesarean's taking a minute she's like what and he's like oh, i mean uh no i just i want this to last forever so he was an anesthesiologist so like he's got to okay. make sure so that the person yeah. doesn't fucking die but yeah he's like he doesn't have his hands inside he anybody. doesn't have a scalpel he doesn't have but a scalpel. he is okay. definitely the person who needs to make sure that they don't accidentally uh, euthanize the person on the table slash make sure the person on the table doesn't wake up in the middle of the surgery and have a heart attack. So um, he was texting during surgeries, C-sections, labor epidurals, appendectomies. One of the text messages he sent was, I'm hella busy with C-sections. So like, who's the person on the other end? Who's the other person on the other end? That would take me out of a mood. I'd be like, like, baby, you work too many hours. (laughs) Like, oh, you make fucking five hundred thousand dollars a year. Look at my chonies. (laughs) He was accused of sending X-rated selfies as well, wearing his hospital scrubs and a badge. With his genitals exposed. Ugh, just like folded over the top. Look at this hospital. Look at this authority badge. The badge <laughs> for scale. Like a banana or a quarter. But <laughs> he said, oh, um, my partner walked in as I was pulling up my scrubs. I'm pretty sure he caught me in one of the text messages. 
can like this guy's <laughs> how old is this man like this feels like some boomer like activity to be honest very much i don't think so. anyone like no millennial or like anyone with any sort of technical know-how would make this kind of mistake no no uh, he sent multiple sext related messages i like that they went from sexting to sex related messages sure to the same woman a patient and invited her to visit the hospital for sex telling her she could park in the doctor's lot to avoid paying for parking oh i mean that's a good perk honestly i might even just come over and park and then just go to whatever's next door i mean that's a good that's a good deal the starbucks (laughs) yeah i don't want to get validation that's a whole mess so he obtained an unnamed woman's medical records, not for medical purposes, but in order to view images of the patients for his own se- sexual gratification. Oh, cool beans. So not only is he, this guy is a fucking maniac. He's like, yeah. I mean, hey, no kink shaming, but also eh, let's go ahead and shame this. Uh, if you're taking, like, if you're a medical professional and getting all yucky about like patient photos. And, and like x-rays are the least sexy thing like there's no uh, in medical photos there's no there's no lighting there's no story there's no concept there's no you have to be like a very special like type of person to be able to read that like this is a very very special pervert that we have with us today (laughs) Let's, let's talk about something nice something something love okay fine All right. Well, this is from pinknews.co.uk. Gay penguins couples will they won't they relationship takes dramatic new twist. Wow. I don't, you know, there's been so much drama and so much stress in the world that I need them to get together. So uh, in Melbourne, Klaus and Jones got back together and started building a nest. Thank God. So the the Gintu penguin couple started cozying up to one another once again at the Sea Life Melbourne Aquarium at their as the species annual mating season began. The bird manager says that nesting season is always exciting and that's when they see interesting behavior from the penguins because they work hard to build a nest. And yes, three or four years, Klaus and Jones have been on and off, you know, which it's like my i my advice to klaus is it should be easy babe you know a good yeah. relationship should be easy yeah if jones isn't willing to commit cut it no yes. you're worth klaus that's all yeah yeah you know don't don't put all this effort into being in a relationship with someone you know if you don't know who they want to be with you like you should know yeah well so they built a nest last year, but it wasn't quite fit for the purpose. It just wasn't right. Uh-huh. So they didn't really get together last year. So the two took a real shine to one another in the process, though. So so they built their nest in the wrong area, but they're getting better. Not only are they like, will they, won't they, but they also like suck at picking a place to build a nest. Maybe they're just dumb and they are meant for each other. So they're getting to make their nest better. They're giving Klaus and Jones a dummy egg, you know, to serve as a practice run for their future as parents, mm-hmm. which that's sweet, you know, because they really want Klaus and Jones to pay, maybe be 
foster parents. And there's a lot of gay penguins out there. Yes. Penguins, I think, are are heavily documented with same-sex pairings. And um, there uh, there's 10% of penguins pairings in zoos and aquariums are typically same-sex males. And, same -se and while same-sex female pairings have also been observed in aquariums. Hmm. I love it. That's cute. I love this. Yeah. I wonder if there's um, more in the wild, but we're just not, you know, observing them as closely. Sure. But oh, I love it. I, did you ever have to have an egg in high school that you had to like keep alive, like as a baby? No, but there was like an elective, like a parenting class, health class or something where you did have to keep a flower baby. Oh, um, like, a, like a sack of flour? Yeah, but like it looked like a baby. What's weird is that, you know, like how like they say like memories like are not necessarily like a good, like accurate. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The flower babies was such a big deal. Like everyone knew when it was flower baby time because like, you know, fucking half the school would be <laughs> with child. <laughs> And so it was like such a significant part of my life, but I can't for the life of me remember if I ever had one. Yeah. I don't think I did. I think yeah. I had friends who had flower babies. Yeah. And it was also like a lot of teachers were like, please don't disrupt class with this fucking thing. Like put that thing on the floor. Like no one's watching, but like the you whole to be thing was cradling like, your flower baby. Yeah. Well, like the whole like rumor, you know, leading up to like when you're, you know, junior, whenever the fuck flower babies come into the picture is like, oh, like careful, like the health teacher, she creeps around campus to like make sure you're taking care of it. So like if you get caught with your flower baby on the ground, you're going to get in trouble. Like there's no. spies. You know where she, like, she was in the, she was in the teacher's lounge eating apples dipped in caramel or like <laughs> crying in her car she wasn't paid enough and she was overworked no she was, she was creeping she was around like, campus doing extra work my my little birds tell me that <laughs> bear yeah like barris from game of thrones in english class you set the baby down to take your midterm yeah Oh, love it. Well, speaking of people that are just, you know, overworked and sometimes just flat out wrong. Just the way I felt, <sighs> says woman who called 911 over pink barbecue. This is from WRAL.com. At a rally, North Carolina. Whoa. At a rally, North Carolina, the news spoke to the woman who ripped into a local barbecue restaurant for serving her pink meat. I don't know why we're giving her a voice in this story. She's sure. So like, she, <laughs> you're yeah. like, man, we don't have the whole story. Let's call this lady. Yeah, let's call the, this. Let's Karen up. So she said she had barbecue at other restaurants and it was never pink. The issue is when she returned to the restaurant to either have the restaurant cook the barbecue longer or serve her something else from the menu or give her a refund. None of those things happened after she talked to the restaurant owner. So she wrote a negative review. <laughs> so the review states, <laughs> it's a one-star review. 
Worst customer service I ever had in my life. Barbecue was very pink and had lots of fat in it. Tried to go back and tell them I either won't, won't, W-O-N-T, my money back or something else. They refused to do either. After I called the cops up there, they gave me one piece of chicken in a bag and said to keep the plate. Cops said I'd file a civil suit with the courts. Worst food, cheese not even melted on mac and cheese. And if you could just see the grammar, it's... mm. There are periods, but they are not always like... Like they're touching the wrong letters. So and this feels like text talk too. Like trying to go back and tell them I either won't my, won't my money back or something else, and they refuse to do either. After I called the cops up there, I did and then like this. you yeah. you like way to like bury the lead too. Like you can't. This is not good writing to say. You, you have to. You have to. Um, the rule of threes and uh, build on the last thing. Like number one, cheese not melted on mac and cheese. Number two, gave me one piece of chicken in a bag and said, keep the plate. Number three, I called the cops, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. The escalation, the building. Yeah, yeah. 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 Heightening. Heightening is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So she talked to the, the restaurant owner was like, <laughs> it's normal for cooked pork barbecue to be that way (laughs) she basically she's like obviously she just never seen barbecue this way um barbecue is smoked it turns pink Mm -hmm. and but she continued to insist that it wasn't done so the restaurant offered her to bring another meal a white meat chicken she said she didn't make a fuss she left and then dialed 911 and she told the 911 operator I had ordered some food from there and the barbecue is pink. I asked for either of them to cook it some more or exchange my order. They are saying that the meat is supposed to be pink. I asked for them to change my order and they said they are not giving me my money back and they are not going to trade out the food. This is like, I think that this woman called (laughs) this journalist herself. She said, hey, (laughs) I need to tell my side of the story. It's like, lady, you're just someone who's never had barbecue right before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I definitely um, left a rest a review of this restaurant and said on Google reviews and said best pink barbecue I've ever had. Five did seconds. you? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. How did. funny! How funny! I'm an asshole. Um, so. <laughs> speaking of the best you've ever had, I'm so excited for my marriage, my wedding. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited for it as well. Yeah. But gosh, this one might not happen. It's true. Not, not mine. This one in the next story. Yeah. The next story's wedding. Yeah. From the mirror.co.uk. Groom. Groom. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, you go. You do it. You want it. You it. <laughs> Beautiful. You do it. Groom threatens to cancel wedding after brides suggest that their dogs marry each other. My God. The drama. Love it. So (laughs) a man preparing to tie the knot next year says everything was going swimmingly until he learned his bride-to-be and her maid of honor intended to also marry their dogs off to each other. Who cares that you're going to give up an entire relationship because someone had a stupid idea to make the dogs kiss or something? (laughs) Jesus. He doesn't have a dog of his own and he's not much of a dog person himself. 
his bride and his maid, you know, her maid of honor have been gushing about how cute it would be to have the pets at the wedding. And so he was like, Wait, he doesn't have a dog? He doesn't have a dog. He's not a dog person himself, but his bride two dogs or what? No. Like who are the dogs? Bride has a dog, maid of honor has a dog. They're going to marry their dogs at his and the bride's wedding. Oh, that is weird. (laughs) That is weird. A little on his side, yeah. I think I missed that. Yeah. So so the bride and the maid of honor won a full-blown wedding ceremony for their pooches the day of. Entire parts of the reception dedicated to their pet's friendship. History will call them roommates. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I not to be like rude, but is it possible that the bride wants to marry her best friend, her her maid of honor? So, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So he he's like, listen, she wants to do have a puppy picture slideshow, a cake for them, dog-friendly favor bags because they want their friends and their family <laughs> to bring their dogs also. So he said, I, I told them no. I already made one compromise on the issue and I don't want a bunch of dogs around our entire wedding and the reception. And that if they did that, we'd have to find an all-new venue probably. What the fuck? Like, she just... Why does she want to sandbag her own wedding? Well... And make yeah. it a, a dog wedding. So... She says, uh, he says, listen, I told her that she was near the limit of what she could contribute financially to the wedding and that I was paying the rest and I don't want to pay for extra stuff for a bunch of dogs. But they both said this was really important to them. So I told the bride point blank, we can stick to what we originally agreed to or she and Abby can have their costly party that they allowed their dogs by themselves and we just get married at the courthouse by ourselves. Is the bride Abby or is the bride Jessica? Maid of honor is Abby. Okay, so maid of honor said, Jessica, he's being manipulative and making ultimatums. And maybe you should stay at my place until your groom pulls his head out of his ass. You guys, Abby and Jessica <laughs> like want to marry each other. There is no justification for this. Of people wanting to throw this big of a wedding for dogs unless something else is going on. I'm not a therapist. Okay. We're journalists. Well, I'm a journalist. But like, what the fuck? And has anyone asked the dogs? Do they even love each other? Exactly. There's no consent with these dogs. Like... This is crazy. I, I if the writing's on the wall, you say, "Hey, babe, me and my best friend, you know, my 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 best friend, just friends, we want our dogs to get married on our wedding day and kind of make it like 50-50 about the dogs. And if you say no, then like my friend thinks that you're manipulative and I'll probably just go stay with her." Uh, is that cool? <laughs> like I hate it. This is a weird vibe. Yeah, I don't I don't care for it. I don't care for it. That feels again like everyone escalated in weird ways. And the guys I obviously you write to make yourself favorable, but a lot of times in these Reddit posts, people reveal themselves, you know. But he doesn't sound like an asshole. He's like 
hey, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely baffled here. Like, what can I do? You know, it's, it's, uh, this is the side of the story. I want to hear her side of the story. Like, I hope that this comes up on my TikTok feed. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Me, me, me mates and I want to get, get our dogs married. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how that would go, but I'm sure I could make a Twitter account, pay for the verification, but pretend to be her for $8 and then tell her side of the story. I'm sure. Wow. 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 Anyway, hey, speaking of stories. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this is from nine news.com. Do you, do you use the library, Erica? I loved the library when I was a kid. I think I actually still have some library books from a blank, blank library that i need to return uh from many places i used to live ago but mm. i would go i would get like 10 or 15 library books at a time and then read them our school library i would read so many books i would i would get to check out extra books sometimes i would just take them and not even check them out and then Erica. bring them back well i was i was over my limit and the library was just kind of like give me the wink like yeah just bring it back I loved, I loved the library. I loved to read when I was a child. Yeah. What about now? I like to listen. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm a little lazy. I like to listen more than I like to to really read, which I need to get better at reading again. Yeah. Oh, um, you. Yeah. Did you? Were you a library girl? Yeah, we used the library. I I owe a little bit of money to the Burbank Public Library for a book I got in high school that I must have lost. Um, but yeah, I mean, we use the library all the time here. I listen from the library. I, I, we check out books from the library. We yeah. big library stands in this house. Love, love a Libby account. Love it all. Oh love yeah. The library. Oh yeah. So this is a story about a man who returned his library book, but it was 84 years late. Yeah. So <laughs> A man discovered Richard Jeffrey's red deer while cleaning out his mother's home last year. He knew it was too good for a skip bin, but he had no idea the fuss of his decision to return it a mere 30,695 days late, what it would all cause. A skip bin. That must be like a trash bin, you know, like yeah. a trash bin or like a recycling. So on a trip back to Coventry, the father of two popped back into the Earlston Carnegie Community Library with the overdue book. But he was a man of numbers. He's retired from Lloyd's of London. And so he didn't just return with the book. He also whipped up an Excel spreadsheet to work out how much he owed for the overdue fee. So the tardiness penalty was set at one penny per day, a weightier sum at the time, which when converted into decimal currency came to the grand total of just 18 pounds, 27 cents, pence, how, eight, eight, what, $32.68 American. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which he happily donated to the library. So. so I've seen one or two people who've worked out that the current rate of fines I'd be paying would be something over 7,000 pounds and that so he's like, I better not visit Coventry for a number of years in that case. So, um, you know, it's not like they had the com like computers and shit back 84 years ago. So it's crazy that they could even 
figure i mean i guess back then like they would just kind of stamp the date on the inside yes and but you it was know a, it was a stamp that you could rotate even because i yeah. know people used to game it oh yeah yeah you get a sneaky librarian she'd even roll it back for you if she liked you and you returned it late you know so crazy that this book it, it kind of went through a lot in this 84 years he must have he thinks that his mom who was just six at the time when it was checked out probably checked it out but he doesn't know why his grandfather didn't uh return it yeah so he says i'm not sure why he didn't but it was in 1940 during one night of the Blitz, our family lost the house, he told them. The Blitz being World War II? World War II. Germany, Germans, uh, the Germany attack over London, the, the, the Blitz bombing at night. Yeah. Wow. But somewhere in the rubble, they clearly found the book, which has remained sort of a family possession ever since. So that's cre- it's crazy. Like he's returning a, a like. He gives the library's like, yeah, uh, 18 pounds, please. And he's like, this book, like, survived the Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. And you want 18 pounds from me? Oh, well. Yeah. He even jokes that it was, uh, you know, it was, um, uh, he, he gave the organization money under false pretenses as it's now a community organization rather than run by the local government council. So he's like, I've been, I've been sw- swindled. <laughs> wow duped he's been duped uh yeah but he's like yeah it's it survived so many things and you know it sat on a shelf for 84 years and it's been through the hands of hundreds of people it's in remarkably good condition for what it is but he paid his fine he engaged civically he's a good a good man a good man that feels like a good segue into our dumpster fire absolutely you know (laughs) would you happen to be ready for that i think i'm ready are you ready i'm ready absolutely i'm ready i'm so ready oh my god all right cast today we're talking it's you know it's not really an an article it's kind of an oral history that we've kind of collected through a series of things but we're going to be talking about the No Cussing Club. Yeah. So 20,000 members worldwide founded in 2007. That was my junior. When I was maybe or maybe not walking around with a flower baby, uh, <laughs> McKay Hatch, a 14-year-old boy, founded the No Cussing Clubs which aimed at discouraging swearing in public places such as schools. Man, did I cuss a lot in high school. I cuss oh, a I, lot now. I, I know. I'm working, I'm working on my mouth. I cuss. I'm I trying. I to cuss in high school. I love to oh, cuss. Oh, my God. You couldn't stop me. You couldn't stop me. Yes. Yes. So he's founded it in southern Pasadena. I can't believe, you know, you didn't join so up. So close. So close, so close to me. Yeah. Wow. Um, it got him to appear mm-hmm. on talk shows like the Dr. Phil show and and other, um, you know, other big uh, national syndications. However, according to emails leaked into Wiki News, Ooh. allegedly written by the boy's father, Brent, the motivational speaker 
who also owns Dawson Publishing, the parents are allegedly using the site of nocussing.com and the son's materials for their own per, per the, the parents were using the site and the son's materials for their own per, personal financial gain. Anonymous, anonymous hack this, y'all. Not just oh my god, like anonymous who takes down Scientology, and- Scientology, and pedophiles. They're like, we got to get to the bottom of no cussing. Um, so this is cr- uh, here's the thing, like, because I mean, he's doing public appearances and stuff, but he's not technically an actor. If you're a child actor, there are things that the Screen Actors Guild does to protect children from the their Coogan parents accounts. yeah taking yeah. all their money but uh this guy was just a public figure so no cussing.com was trying to set up assemblies in the no cussing club's name at schools across the united states for fifteen hundred dollars per show then they would pocket the money and uh they did the same for like the churches and schools so this kid like spoke to like yeah. 40 people so he after one speaking engagement he said uh, by the end of his presentation in this email was revealed that there wasn't a dry eye in the crowd. The father's email says, I know this is going to work because the message is so important. Thank you for all you do. And I hope we can work together for a long time. And of course, make money in the process. So the father's in an email said he was hoping to make a goal of making $2.5 million by selling thousands of postcards to schools and churches. Like what is the no dry eye in the crowd? Like, What's the message? So this kid, yeah, there's like a rap video. We can post a link to it of don't cuss. It's just this kid was like, hey, I really don't like cussing. And it's just, and it makes people emotional. I guess he had like a a whole, uh, he even got legislation passed in South Pasadena to actually ban swearing in 2008. Like what a narc. What a little narc. Yeah. Um, so, so he got, he was once called the most cyber bullied kid in the world, but he's now uh, 27. He posts occasional Facebook videos and does speaking engagements. And he has, <clears throat> he wrote a book and created the hug card, which is a heat sensitive liquid crystal. Tells you how many hugs you need each day. What Ooh. a bitch. That's weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So here's the funny, like, ending to all this is that (laughs) he got caught on, like, Xbox Live at one point saying the N-word. Yep. (laughs) So he'll (laughs) preach how you shouldn't say fuck or shit or damn it or whatever his platform was. But then he'll say the N-word on Xbox Live. So yeah. all of this is to say, like, you know, don't trust your government. Yeah. This kid even he even came after. Remember when uh, the Affordable Care Act was passed and Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden at the time said, uh, this is a big fucking deal. <laughs> he came after Joe Biden hard. <laughs> Yeah, he was mad at Modern Family when they had an episode where they where they said the F word. I mean, this it's kid sucks. Nerds. Yeah. And his parents There's, suck. Like his parents suck trying to exploit it. I think he was somewhat sincere and then he just they asked parents for just Is he shitheads. sincere though? Like Oh no, like you should see the videos. Like I think he I mean obviously he's 
said some racist shit and that sucks, but I think he meant it. <laughs> this little nerd. Bless Face his your heart. fears, you dork. All right, babes, what are you hoarding? All right, great question. I have so I have a list. I'm just a huge, huge list because I'm just like, I'm hoarding things I'm hoarding, which is, okay. you know, a, a, a terrible tendency of mine. But I went to a concert on Monday. Uh-huh. And it was on Monday. Jesus, we live different lives. I, I live a rock and roll lifestyle. I am God damn I am out there in the streets. Um, I, I'm just out there in the streets, man. I saw Gorgo Badello. Fuck, I said that wrong. Um oh. I saw Gorgo Badello. Uh-huh. It was the best show I've seen inside at an inside venue. Where at? I saw it at the Belasco downtown. Huh. I mean, I, the energy, I have, I just had like so much going on in my head and in just like family, personal, all this stuff. But I was like, I have melted, melted into this show. I am having the most fun I've ever had. I, it was insane. I, I, I can't, the, the electricity, there are electric fiddle players. There's just drummers. There's accordions. There's, it's just it's it's all sorts of it's punk rock but there's also just all this like violin and and yeah it's like kind of uh folksy folksy punk punk but like hard i mean it is insane you might know them from that song start wearing purple Purple. that's kind of like their thing that a lot of people may know them from it was it was truly ah I was just, I was like a, a vibrating. I was like, it was just a different vibration of, of energy. If you could see them live, go see them live. I mean, I, th- there was a, a fiddle, like the electric fiddle player who was 70 if he's a day and he had more energy than all of them. It was I incredible. saw them live um, in high school, actually. Like my, I want to say my freshman or sophomore. No, I, I could drive. Maybe my junior, sophomore year of high school, I saw them live at the House of Blues, which is not there anymore on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. Uh, I was seeing a different band and they opened for them and I'd not heard of them before. And I was in the front row because I wanted, or like the front row, there was no row, it was all the pit, but I was in the the front because I wanted to see the other band And, and I was going for like an emo band. So this, they start performing and they are, it's a crazy show. And this guy jumps off stage and like, I I don't know what he did. He just got, I think he got like, maybe I got wet or something. I don't know. He, something happened that I hated. And I was like, Aww. fuck this band. Fuck Gorg- Gordel, Gorbel, Bodello, whatever the fuck it is. No! And I was such a shithead about it. Cause I was just like pissed off. Cause I probably wanted to fucking see like, you know, good Charlotte or some shit. <laughs> what the fuck I wanted to see. Yeah, but yeah. it was not that band. And so, you know, when you're a teenager and you have like a huge attitude about it. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> I saw your Instagram stories from this and I was brought back to that memory. And I'm like, you know, I bet as an adult, because I remember I talked to my drama teacher about how I saw that band or that band performed. And he's like, oh, that's amazing. And I was like, no, they sucked. <laughs> and, but like my drama teacher was probably in his thirties, like when he was yeah. like teaching me. So like, I feel like I'd probably appreciate it now in a way that, you know, 
16 year old emo Cassandra was unable to Oh, it was it was <clears throat> magical. And but sometimes on a Monday, like, oof, fuck that shit. It was a Monday. I oh I mean I didn't go to bed. Who knows what time I went to bed? You're wild. Uh, it's just the adrenaline was a pumping. Wild I, child girl. I was wild. I was wild. It was downtown. I parked somewhere. I walked the opposite direction, like a full block downtown in the opposite direction of the venue. <laughs> before I was going the wrong made a whole big square it was a mess but yeah anyway what are you hoarding what are you hoarding well speaking of uh, activities that should only happen on the weekend I am hoarding this show on Netflix that's fucking crazy it's called uh, how to build a sex room which I I'd seen it I'd seen it advertised and I was like Taylor do you want to watch this <laughs> like how to build this because we watch all the hgtv stuff together i'm like you want to watch the sex room show together and he was like i would honestly rather you turn friends back on and he does and that's like a dig because he doesn't like friends yeah um and i was like wow you'd rather watch friends than how to build a sex room a show you've never heard of so i started watching it on my own it's hosted by this delightful british woman who you know she's a designer like take hgtv like home renovation but the home renovation is all about building sex rooms and it's crazy first of all i learned a lot about like different types of kinks that exist Mm -hmm. because like they this is netflix they don't hold back like you know so she takes the people who that she's getting building sex rooms for like around to different like kind of you know, specialists, kink specialists to like, you know, to test them, to see like yeah. what they might be into, you know, to make sure that she's building them this, the room that will make them happy. It all takes place in Colorado and Denver and stuff, which was, you know, kind of crazy. I'm like, wow, there's a <laughs> lot of like underground sex dungeons in Colorado, but, and it's like kind of funny, like not like funny, like haha, sex is funny, but like everyone is like very like light about it. Like it's, it's kind of not, how you're used to watching Americans in general react to sex because everyone gets so weird about sex, you know? Right. It's European in that way, I guess, with this British host where like people are like very open about like, and they said like most of these people are like married couples or couples who have been, I mean, all these, there's one single woman and then there's one polyamorous group who's like, there's like seven of them, but everyone else is like either, um, same or opposite sex couples like and married or at least invested enough in their relationship that they own property together and having like these like rooms built and like you know I don't know it was kind of cool and it was like cool to see like people who have been in these really long relationships who continue to like work on their sex life together and you know explore these kinks together and all this stuff I don't know I thought it was a really cute show and so I did some research about it because I was like by the end of it not that I have room for a sex room in here in my place, but like, <laughs> I was like, genuinely like, how much does this shit cost? Cause like, right. this is, I, if we watch enough home renovation shows. You might have an idea vaguely of what a new kitchen might cost, you know, like you could maybe put a number on that of like, sure. oh, I'd probably be up like 15,000 to $30,000. Who knows? But like, I couldn't in the slightest tell you, how much it would cost to build a sex room. Like, because I mean, you don't just get like a couple vibrators and a swing. No. Like she's giving you like 
a, a spanking bench and a, a water feature and a fire like it's pretty incredible feature? it's yeah like she builds like sanctuaries it's not not everything is just like fuck toys and like right but they're all also a lot of toys in there like like how much do all of these butt plugs class so <laughs> I was doing research. I'm like, what does this woman charge? And I found an article about it in the New York Times. And these rooms are cost thirty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to make. Oh my god! But the production company pay is paying for them. So in most home renovation shows, obviously, like the homeowner is responsible for it, and they just like, you know, you film it. Yeah. But this is the first one that I've heard of where the production company completely foots the bill for it. Wow. And the article goes on to say that like, you know, putting a sex room in your house is an example of home renovation that lowers your property value. Oh. You, <laughs> you add a pool or you redo your kitchen, you are ultimately upping your property value, but to have a room in your house that's like full of like hard points and you know <laughs> like all this fucking like <laughs> wallpaper with like boobies on it and shit it like lowers the value of your home but the argument behind it is like who gives a shit like everything that you do in your house should be for you not to make yes, your the value it go be for up you yeah so anyways i loved this show i thought it was so fun I give it a watch, you know, like ex explore the things that are out there. I, I, like I said, I learned a lot. I really, really liked it. I love it. I love that so much. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out. Listen, I, I never think, I never think we should assassinate politicians ever because it makes them mar it's murders bad, makes sure. them martyrs. Right. But okay. I do think you should throw a little beer can at them every once in a while. Keep them rattled. You know, it's like, oh, Though can, though can, you know, but no, no, but for real, I am throwing out, I'm throwing away mosh pits that expand beyond the pit and the middle. Let the old what the people... hell did that have to do with politicians? You just gave that was, horrible I was, I was, advice. That was just a segue. That was just a, a joke segue. Oh, okay. Yeah. A joke segue. Joke. The, the, the joke. Joke. She's but not giving did you not that see, advice. Did you not see Ted Cruz get a beer can thrown at him? No, I did not. Oh, he was at the Astros, you know, congratulations, World Series parade. And somebody, they were all booing him. And then somebody just threw a beer can. Good, like, he didn't sucks. hit him and hit his bodyguard's arm. But then the, you know, they arrested the guy and they're like, they it hit him in the chest. And it was like, that's not true. We all saw the video with our own eyes. Like anyway. Ted Cruz is a fucking loser. Anyways. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, yes. I'm just saying, mosh pits. Keep him rattled. You know? Anyway, no, yeah. no, but mosh pits they're for the middle they are for yes the front and the middle if i am an elder i am on the back i am on the <laughs> sides the mosh pit should never come near me no unless i step into that environment it i should not be in contact with you daisy chaining mosh pitting youths and and in and, and the el if you if you're an elder and you're up in it go, love the pit the energy i love it so much go for it have so much fun damage yourselves go nuts with it i don't understand <laughs> it at goddamn all but i first position myself away from it it should never find its way to me in the crowd 
Was it a big pit or were people starting multiple pits? It was a, it, the pit was expanding. That's how wow. contagious Gorgo Badello is and their energy. And I was, I was at the point where I had to like push people, you know, it was like where they were bouncing out and I had to push them back in. Wow. And I was like, I had to back up. I had to keep backing up. But that what they did, if you left an inch, they took the mile. Absolutely. So then, so then I had to, you know, hold the ground, hold the ground. It was just, it was, uh, it was like I was in a war. And, and I, like, I can't lose this. I can't lose this territory because then they're going to come in. So, um, yeah. Let them, do not take the pit out of the pit, you know, keep it in the middle, keep it in. Keep it in. It does not need to be there. There was an incredible person that I deem. Uh, he looked like an off-duty cop. <laughs> he, was, mm-hmm. he was so tall. Had like those official shoot, like a hundred percent. Had the mustache. Sure, hundred percent looked like an off-duty cop. Uh-huh. <laughs> had a hat on that said "fear." <laughs> oh boy! And I just called him Mosh Cop. <laughs> <laughs> and he was somewhat directing the traffic. He was at least a foot taller than everyone somehow. I mean, again, everything about him screamed, I'm an off-duty cop. But he was somehow with his body just directing the flow. You know, as people would be like, oh, I'm here. He'd be like, nope, you're going to go back this way. But like not aggressively. He just was truly correcting the flow. Moshkov. Moshkov. He was just, it was like, it was truly like incredible, like watching a, a, a you know, true master of the craft at, at play. Just kind of some like, people really come into their own at punk shows. And I think that tall, it. imposing men who have kind hearts. Yeah. Like that's, they are Moshkov. And it's, he was Moshkov. He, everything about women's like shoes. Everything about him looked like he was about to go like break a glass front at a protest <laughs> and then blame, you know, a bunch of BLM protesters. But at the pit, sure. he was the he was like the little, huh. you know, the guide, the the the, the gentle. <laughs> sure. But I was like, ooh, <laughs> Moshkop, man, Moshkop. Anyway, Cass, what are you throwing away? My stupid ass head cold. I'm sick of it. Nah, that's terrible. I hate it. Are you being sarcastic? No, I hate it. I, okay. I wasn't. <laughs> How dare it? Like, you wish I was sick. You no. like me sick. <laughs> Never. What was that one on Hulu where the lady was like lying to the little girl saying that she was sick? Like, oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about Mommy Dead and Dearest. Something like that. <laughs> That's yeah, what you're yeah. doing to me. No. Uh, <laughs> No. People can find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram. Don't look for me at Twitter right now. I don't know how. I don't. I haven't figured out if I'm going to stay on Twitter anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just don't go looking for me there. Okay. Yeah. Where can the people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at iconic Erica Curry. You can also find me on TikTok at iconic Erica Curry. And that's all I want to, that's all I want to be found. That's where I want to be found, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind being found at Trashy Trashy Podcast on Instagram or Trashy Trashy Podcast on TikTok, Trashy Trashy Podcast at gmail.com, Trashy Trashy Podcast.com, uh, where people can tell us why they're trash and send in stories because we love that. Please uh, send in pictures of cartoon plumbers. Yes, please, um, please. To Instagram, we 
I am dying to see your neighborhood plumber or tree trimmer or roto rooter, whatever the fuck that is. You know, any cartoon that involves overall the pool man, you know, love yeah. to see that. Any cartoon of a service, please let us see it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as always, we appreciate you for listening. We see the stars coming in on the reviews. We appreciate that so much. And, you know, it really helps this podcast grow. We've got some big stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Some big stuff that you're going to see. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. want to hoard yourself. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little teaser, as they call it, in the in the biz. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.